0: Are you looking for truth from God's word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Pons, Bible teacher and president of Clarity Christian College, formerly known as Florida Bible College. Listen now as Stan makes it clear.
1: Most have chosen what their career is and most have already chosen where they're going to live out their career, who they're working for, we might say way beyond you are. They're already there. It's pretty much set in cement. They can do some mid-course corrections on some minor issues maybe. Some will be getting out of a particular military thing so they have a whole world ahead of them. But for the most part we're pretty well set. Now you on the other hand you have a whole vista of opportunities. You have like a whole bunch of roads in front of you. The road of where you're gonna go to school, what you're going to study, where you're gonna work, who you're gonna serve, where you're gonna live, where you're gonna worship who you're going to marry, how many kids you're going to have. And then it goes on from there to where do I vacation, what do I buy for my house, how do I develop other relationships with neighbors. It goes on and on and on. If you're still with me, think about every one of those are good choices. They're all normal, natural, living choices. But up against all that is a horrible foe named Satan who is going to parade in front of you everything he possibly can to get you off the track so that you could look back on your life and live the rest of it with a big R word. Regret. And I don't want that. God doesn't want that. So that's why, if anything, this is a message that you have to say, I want to have wisdom. I need this in my life. And I pray that be the case, and I love you. So here's number one. Having an all-wise God live his life through you, through me, here's what will happen. It will protect you from the way of evil people and sensuous women. I do not want you to think that every man is evil or every woman is sensuous but I do want you to believe that in your world that you live right now and people that you know are evil and there are women that are circulating your life that can be sensuous and I would say men instead of just not looking at sensuous women I would say while you're not looking at sensuous women and going after them I would encourage you not to be an evil person you work on yourself and you ladies that are out there and you think of all the men that are so bad I would like for you to work on you not being a sensuous person. And now let's look at this passage. It is rich. Now, I'm going to to give it to you. You can look it up in your scriptures if you like. It is so powerful when you have wisdom. Here's what it says in Proverbs 2, verse 10 through 19. It says this. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul. Now, that's important. Knowledge is pleasant. In other words, you love knowledge like an ice cream cone. It is pleasant to your soul. Discretion will preserve you understanding will keep you. So in other words, when you have wisdom and all the brothers and sisters of wisdom like knowledge and discretion, when you have all of that, it will deliver you from the way of the evil man, from the man who speaks perverse things. I think that's very, very important. Do You know what the word deliver means? The word deliver means it'll be snatched away. When you have wisdom, something will happen in your life that God will keep you, will prevent you from stepping into the path of an evil person who will swindle you, who will tempt you, who will lure you, who will get you to think, believe, and feel differently than what God wants you to be. But let's go back to that again. Starting at the beginning, it says, When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you, understanding will keep you. Now listen... To deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth, and forsakes the covenant of her God. So here's what I'm saying. Sometimes, instead of us always having to be on the alert to, there's an evil man, there's a swindler, there's a liar, there's a perverted being over here. Or there's a woman here who has the wrong desires and motives for my life. It's all about her and all that. Instead of it just being where you are avoiding them, although that'll be a part of it, God, because you've chosen wisdom, actually, it says, will deliver you from them, which means he will snatch you in some miraculous way. He will keep you away from those kinds of influences. And when I looked at the word deliver, I thought I like that word snatch. Carol and I live, as you well know, in O Valley, but we live way up the valley within about three blocks of the beginning of the O Trail, which is a big famous trail here. It's a great trail, although it's a pretty scary trail. Just two weeks ago, we had helicopters come twice in one week because of hikers that were stranded on the O Trail. One time, hikers, three of them were were stranded overnight and a helicopter had to come back the next morning to snatch the people that were struggling on the trail. Not three days later, the helicopter had to come back not to find someone else who was left behind. Another hiker. Now, I don't know what these hikers are doing up there. They're going up in their slippers and then realize, man, I can't make it down. I don't know what they're doing. But I thought about this. When I saw that helicopter come with that big cable, And the rescue guy holding on to that hiker, as that hiker was snatched off the ridge of Coolioo Trail to be brought back to safety into the park, I kept thinking, that's just like the Lord, almost like bringing a helicopter to me as he snatches me when I choose to follow after wisdom, chase after wisdom, and he will keep me from those evil people and those sensuous women in my life. Most of the guys that have succumbed to moral impurity is because they did not hunger and thirst after the wisdom of God. They did not have the fear of God that even gave them the wisdom to stay away from situations. But those who did, God says, I'll keep you from them. I'll deliver you from them. I'll snatch you from them. So the first is to keep you away from the people that will hinder you from reaching your full potential. The second is it will produce blessings and happiness in your life. It says, happy is the man who finds wisdom. Well, that word finds is kind of an interesting word. It's kind of like I accidentally found it. I want to show it to you here in Proverbs chapter 2. I Just listen to this. This is taken in the same passage of Scripture as I was reading, but this gets so neat. Listen, listen. It begins by saying this. My son, if you receive my words, that means Solomon, the wisest man, inspired by God, Holy Spirit, to speak to his son that we're now following, it says... And you treasure my commands, which would be the word of God, so that you incline your ear to wisdom. In other words, you cock your ear and you're listening to wisdom as if it's whispering to you and you don't want to miss any of the words. And it says, and you apply your heart to understanding. In other words, you want to know the truth so you can apply it. Yes, if you cry out for discernment, not merely ask for it, but are saying, oh God, I know discernment is important and I want it. And you lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and you search for her, that's the wisdom, as for a hidden treasure, then you will find understanding, the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God, for the Lord gives wisdom. Now, when I read that, I mean, that whole passage will preach for weeks, and I'm not going to preach it for weeks. But I got thinking about it, If you really want to have wisdom, it's not going to come by a little quickie devotional out of a little booklet that you get. To find wisdom means that you've got to search for it. It's like you have to believe wisdom is treasure. But to get it, I have to do a wisdom search. I have to dig it out. I have to look for it. And I thought, boy, I'd love to give an illustration. What would be a good illustration? And I could remember my honeymoon. And um, you know Carol and I, after four years well enough, Carol likes to do um, everything. You know, she she, she finds life in a bug. Just before I got up here to speak, she was telling me about two geckos she saw running around here while I was preaching last week, you know, and I'm thinking, how many of you saw those? Look at all the hands, you know, saying, my goodness, I thought I was preaching, but anyway, back to this. So on our honeymoon, and you know me, I, I, I think the devil's in details, you know, so I like the big vision, the big picture. You know, I, I preach, I try, that's how I am, that's who I am. The little detail, I, you take care of that, you know, the staff knows that, you know, we all joke about it, we laugh about it. And you yet know, I flip into micromanagement sometimes, but here's what I, on our honeymoon, we're traveling, buried, we're up in the mountains of North Carolina, and she sees on the side of the road where it says, um, pan for rubies, dig for rubies, ruby bind. How many have ever been to North Carolina mountains and seen any of that? They're out all of it. So I go over there. She says, "Look at this. Isn't it be a lot of fun if we could go dig for rubies?" I said, "You got to be kidding. It'd be a lot more fun if we just went back to the place we're staying." You know? She says, "No. It's fun to go dig for rubies." So I said, "What do you got to do?" So we pulled in there. They charged you a, a buck for a bucket. Now that's how we've been married 40 years. It's probably a hundred dollars for a bucket, but back then it was a dollar for a bucket. This bucket was dented. It was stained. It had some rust on it. it had little rusted out holes in it, and it had the reddest dirt you'd ever want to see—just soupy, syrupy, just, just dirt in this thing, and you went up to this trough, and the trough had people like, like, like pigs in a trough, up and down this thing over here, and they're sitting on these hard little deals, and they kind of take a bunch of that mud, and they put it in this little rectangular square pan, box, I guess, with screen on the bottom, so you dump it in there, and in front of this trough, in the trough, is this water going by, so you take it, and you kind of slosh it around in this water, and as you slosh it, that water is like 33 degrees, you know, It's freezing. And so we're doing all of this. And this stuff is splashing on me and splashing on her. And, and she said, oh, this is so much fun. And I said, I married a woman with brain damage. <laughs> you know, I, how can this be fun? And I'm, I'm doing this. And we're doing, and, I, and, it's, and it, the sun is beating on my neck. And I'm thinking, I hope nobody sees me. And how, how is this going to bring glory to God? And who's getting saved? And you know, is the world being reached? And I'm looking at mud in this pan. We did this for hours. Because I was a good husband on my honeymoon. And I needed all the credits in my marriage bank. You know, guys, what I'm talking about. I'm down to the end of my bucket. And I am so excited. Because I'm at the end of my bucket. So I can dump it in there. And I'm sloshing around. And this is no joke. At the very end of it, there was this little reddish piece of rock. And I looked at this. And I held it up. And I yelled, I found one! I I found one! And my wife gets so, you found one? And everybody's looking, how big is it? Where did you find it? It was in this bucket. And you know what I said after that? Bring me another bucket. You know? I wanted to do more on this thing. This is not, this really happened. And the reason I'm telling you this story is because I, I think scripture is very clear on that. It's the same thing looking for wisdom. It's not going to come from mere sermon or uh, something we listen on the radio or a quick little devotion. I don't want to put any of that down. It's better to do that than listen to world wisdom. But it's not enough. It's not going to be one scoop from the bucket to find that gem. It's going to take hours and hours of working. Now some of you know what I mean because you've been following an article in the paper about this guy who has been using his metal detector and he's been finding rings and other things and he now wants to bring the ring to the person who lost it years ago and they're kind of having a feel good moment of oh that's my ring and bringing them all together. But have you ever looked at those guys in Waikiki doing this? I mean all day long they're going back and forth, back and forth. Then they go out on the water. I've seen them do it at night. I said who wants to be with an electric thing in the water at night doing this thing? They're driven because of the thing that they find. Some of them have this chain around their neck with all these rings that they found. they got these little fanny packs loaded with all the little treasures. We all like the treasures. I love the ruby, but I don't like the mess and the work and the time that gets it. But if I don't go through the other, I'll never get the latter. And that's what God is saying here. We'll be blessed, but we don't get blessed sometimes in the journey as much as we might get blessed in the results of it. Look at number three. Wisdom will also do this for you. It'll preserve you, it'll promote you, it'll position you, and it'll prolong your, your life. Now I know you got that up on the screen and you want to write that down. So while you're writing, let me just read God's word to you. Again, in Proverbs 4. It says, get wisdom. It doesn't say, try to get it, you might get it, think about it. It says, get wisdom. Alright? Just get wisdom. Like, got milk? Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her wisdom and she will preserve you. By the way, I looked up the word preserve. The word preserve means to put a hedge around you. It's like you guys that used to play football and maybe you were carrying the ball down the field. All the other players would try to catch up to you to kind of block for you so you can go for the touchdown. And so that's what wisdom will do. Wisdom will surround you and preserve you from all the influences that will drag you down. And it goes on to say, wisdom will preserve you. Love her means wisdom, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And all you're getting, get understanding, because when you get wisdom, you get understanding. Exalt her, and she'll promote you. I'm just reading scripture. And the word promote means will exalt you, will lift you up. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. Let me just stop for a moment. There are people we're reading about today who are living a life of dishonor. They've had to stand before their staff and their family and the country and talk about their failures in their life that they have made. Because they did not embrace wisdom. Intellectually probably. But they didn't seek her like a relationship with God like they should have. And I can't judge that. Because any one of us could fall or fail in a moment. But I can tell you why. Is because we weren't promoted. We failed. And wisdom will promote us. It goes on to say she will place an ornament, a head on, of an ornament of grace on your head. But it also says this, and wisdom says that your years of your life will be many, that God will give you a longer life, a more greater quality of life. I'm wondering if sometimes wisdom will tell us that we shouldn't be out in the sun so much without sunscreen, therefore we put sunscreen on. And the list goes on and on and on. Now why do we do that? So we don't get cancer? No, we do it because our bodies don't belong to us, they belong to the Lord, and this is our temple, and this is all that we have to serve Him with. And therefore, we want to make sure that this is a highly tuned machine for God. And wisdom says we're going to take care of our body, our mind, our soul, our spirit for his glory. That's what wisdom tells us. And as we get deeper in the word, we now change our motivations to bring glory to him. We'll go on. The next point says it will also promote strong families. Through wisdom, a house is built. And by understanding, it is established. You want a stronger family? Hunger and thirst after God's wisdom. You have the potential in you when you trust Christ. Now get into his book and make it real. And finally, it will provide stability in your life. Some of you right now are living a life of instability financially, career-wise, and all the rest. And it's possible that it's because wisdom was not sought in your life or you're not following it once you know that it to be real. And I really pray that that would be your case. So what are our action steps? What are some of the things we can do? You're saying, all right, pastor, I'm ready. I'm here. I'm like a horse at the gate, ready to go and take off after wisdom. What do I do? It's all written here for you. You don't even have to write anything down. Just look on the back sheet and you'll see. First of all, you have to receive Christ as your Savior. That is the first way you'll begin to get wisdom. You are receiving wisdom when you receive Christ. You're receiving wisdom when you receive God. You receive wisdom when you have Him and the new nature inside of you. That's your first step, but it's not a, a journey yet or even a walk. Number two, respect the Lord as holy and true and that's true you need to respect him you need to make him the Lord of your life and realize that you're gonna to have to give an account of how you spent every single minute did what you do was at the best use of your time could you've been doing something else to bring glory to him I don't know I can't judge you and I won't but every bit that we do is all based upon I respect the Lord he is the Lord of my life and I'm speaking to believers now number three renounce pride in your life it says when pride comes then comes shame but with humble with with the humble is wisdom It's those who are humble that seem to have an extra dose of the ability to navigate in, around, or through problems because they're humble and they realize they can't do it themselves. They need what God has for them, which is wisdom. So they seek God. Number four, retain God's word in your life. And I think you know enough about that. You can't retain it until you have it. So get it, keep it, guard it, and live by it. And finally, number five, request wisdom from God. Yes, you do need to ask for it. Paul knew it was so important that as a pastor, he prayed for the believers in his church that they would have the wisdom of God. And so I speak to all of you in spiritual leadership, you that lead ladies, you that lead men, you that lead the we, uh, 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 you those of you that have a small group Bible study, those of you who are discipling, you shepherds of your home, what you want to do is pray for wisdom for yourself, but you pray for wisdom of the people that are in your life. I pray that this message will cause us each to, for us to see wisdom, In delight in wisdom, as if we're a dry and a thirsty person. And God is giving us the clearest, cleanest, coolest water of wisdom. You seek Him. With Him now comes the wisdom. Seek Him for salvation by faith alone in Christ alone. And you seek Him now as the Lord of your life. And all that we talked about of the benefits of wisdom, you'll have it. Your life's not over, there's greater years ahead. You can redirect right now. You ready? Let's go to the Lord and tell Him. With every head bowed and every eye closed. I know you would want wisdom. We all do. Sometimes what we struggle with is we're so busy, do we have time to get wisdom? I would like to tell you that we can't afford not to seek wisdom and pay the price to search for it. And so I know that you know now enough to begin your journey and quest, we might say, for the wisdom of God. If you know you're a sinner and are humble enough to admit that, step one. Step number two is to realize that you cannot get to heaven by your good deeds. You're humble enough to say, even when I'm good, I'm not perfect. Humble enough to say, oh God, I know that Jesus Christ died and he rose again. And I'm coming to Christ now, humbly saying, I can't do it myself. I need you. And I am so horribly lost. It's not, I'm trusting you and me. I'm only trusting you. Now my friend, you can do that much. And once you do that, and you receive Christ as your Savior by faith alone, you now have a a supernatural dose of His new nature within you, that that divine nature. And you're a partaker of it. You now have the ability, because He's in you, to give you enlightenment to the Word, which you have to have in order for you to even know the Word, to be able to have wisdom. And now the next step is, Plunge into God's Word. It is rich. It is beautiful. It is easy to understand. And those places you don't understand, God's surrounding you with teachers and helpers to to give you understanding of the Word. And go on that journey and discover that. Smell that fresh bread of God's Word as you discover it new every morning. But then once you have it, don't just smell the bread. Eat the bread. Take it into your life. Some of you know now already what a wise decision you must make and it's going to change the direction of your life. Now step up to the plate and have the courage to make it. Pull the trigger. Get out of that relationship. Go to that person and ask forgiveness. Make it right. Pay the restitution. Whatever you've got to do to make it right. If you've got moral impurity in your life, you know what that is. You know it's wrong. And God is snatching you from it right now by giving you this truth. So forsake it. If it's bitterness in your life, you know what you've got to do. Forgive that person. Give them back to God and let God deal with them. Not you. You love them. You pray for them. You do good to them. You bless them. If it's greed, get rid of that greed. Be a giver more than a getter. That's wisdom, but you have to pull the trigger and that's another choice for you today. A wise choice. Where is it in your life? I'm only going to give two calls for prayer the first one is for those of you that are going to Christ now to be your Savior and you're receiving him as the one who forgive you of all your sin to give you eternal life in heaven to be your forever father and your Lord of Lords and you'd like for me to pray for you so with every head bowed and no one looking around I'd like to pray for you And when you raise your hand that's how I'm gonna be able to know you're trusting Christ I'm going to simply say thank you or I see that hand. I will not have you stand up. There's no one looking to give you anything. You're not going to come forward. When I pray for you, I'm not going to mention your name or describe you in my prayer publicly. But I will pray for you in a general way where you'll know that I'm praying for you, but only you'll know that I am. And me praying for you won't even save you or bring you to this family. You've already done that in your heart before you ever raised your hand and before I ever prayed for you. I'm just welcoming you because of that decision you made. But I want to know, are you deciding today, are you a wise guy or a wise gal for God today to say, I'm a sinner, Jesus is the only Savior, I'm trusting in Him to save me, to forgive me of all my sin and to give me eternal life. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, who will respond to that request for me to pray? that you're trusting Christ and I'd like to pray for you. Would you slip up your hand right now, right where you are? Is there anyone at all? If you're trusting Christ. All right. You can write it on your card if you are or whatever. Let me know. Call me. You've got contact information of me and I'll talk to you privately if you want to talk more before you decide. The second and final one is this. Did God speak to you today or is just old truth on a dusty old mind? Or did the Spirit of God really convict you on some issues that you need to do? And you'd like to have prayer. In the area of wisdom, you know that you've been too quick to make a decision. You've been jumping off your buildings of decisions. And you're now living a consequence, a litany of struggles and problems because you did not seek God's word, God's way for God's glory. And you're saying by that uplifted hand, that's, that's the old me. I'm going to grieve that, but I'm going to leave that. And so pastor, I'm now starting new. And I'm going to seek his face. And I know that I'm going to struggle. But I know that he's going to be with me. And he'll never leave me. He won't forsake me. And he'll be there when I need him. But pastor would you pray for me. Because I don't want to have a wise decision in one area of my life. I want to be a wise man. And a wise woman. And so I'm going to begin this journey. Of searching for wisdom in God's word. By fearing him first. Respecting him. Would you now pray for me pastor. With every head bowed and every eye closed, who will respond to my request, my invitation for prayer? Would you raise your hand? Many hands are up. Many, many hands are up. I love you, dear ones. And you can't see, but my hand is up too. I need prayer all the time. We who are in the places of greatest influence have been given that authority, that privilege, but it's an authority. It's a job. We are are expected to make decisions. But we're expected to make wise decisions. And I need your prayers. Because I shepherd you and I love you and I want to lead you. And I want to lead those that are leading you. So I too want to be a living example of what we heard today together as a family. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you much in our own fleshly ignorance. And we want to say thank you for giving us the wisdom of God in Christ in us. Thank you, Father, for revealing yourself so clearly as a wise God in your word. And so, Lord, help us now to be smart enough to get into your word by saying no to some of the things that are distracting us. The evil people through television, movies, gamesmanship, are just a waste of time so we don't get into your word. Keep us away from the sensuous women who will, with their drippy uh, tongue of honey, that we would not... uh, Listen to them as they lure us away with our time into things that will feed our flesh instead of, Father, to take the time to be in your word. But, Lord, I'm going to ask you now for our people that when they begin to chew on your word, that immediately they would taste the sweetness of your word and that would help them to stay motivated to make the right choices. So, Lord, those that are now in a position to have to make a choice on some issue, a decision, I ask you to give them the wisdom of God that passes all understanding. Now, Father, we pray this so you be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: This is Joe Pons, and I want to thank you for listening to Make It Clear with the teaching of Dr. Stan Pons, founder of Make It Clear Ministries and president of Clarity Christian College. Make It Clear is dedicated to taking the word of God with clarity into every person's world. It's the support of listeners like you who make the ministry of Make It Clear possible.